You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Kim Horcher, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for January 17th. It's several centuries into the future. Mankind has been driven underground, hiding from a race of machines intent on exterminating humanity. And the key to mankind's salvation may rest in the hands of one person. An exotic dancer from the early 2000s. Such is the setting for Cleopatra 2525, which premiered on this day in 2000. In the year 2525, as the opening song tells us, machines rule the Earth. The surviving humans live in underground cities with small teams making runs to the surface to scavenge for supplies, steal from the machines, known as Baileys, and test out new weaponry, all guided by a mysterious voice known as, appropriately, The Voice. On one such mission, two human resistance fighters, Hell and Sarge, encounter Cleopatra, an exotic dancer who underwent breast augmentation surgery in 2001, but was cryogenically frozen after something went wrong and they couldn't wake her up. Don't think about it too much, it's just a plot device to get her 500 years in the future. Anyway, Cleo serves as the audience POV, learning about the world of 2525, commenting on the madness of it all, and dropping the occasional 20th century pop culture reference that falls on deaf ears. Cleo, Hell, and Sarge have to deal with several threats, including human-looking robot infiltrators a la The Terminator, traitorous humans that have sided with the Baileys, and the evil mutant Cregan, who for some reason wears clown makeup. The finale of the second season ends with the human resistance launching an all-out surface attack on the Baileys. Was it successful? Okay, that was a bit unfair of me because the show ended in the second season, so we never find out what happened. It's just another unresolved sci-fi cliffhanger. But what is interesting isn't where the show went, but where it came from. The genesis of Cleopatra 2525 goes back to the mid-90s with Sam Raimi's superhero show, Mantis. While you may remember the show, you may not remember that the original TV movie featured a predominantly black cast, which was almost entirely replaced when the show went to series, which is a whole separate story. One of the replaced cast was none other than Gina Torres, who would later go on to stardom as Zoe in Firefly. Framey always wanted to make it up to her, including having her pop up in Hercules and Xena, in the latter ironically as Cleopatra. In 2000, he had a chance to give Torres a starring role. Hercules had concluded, and Raimi and Rob Tappert were moving on to their next project. Two shows that comprised the back-to-back action hour, Jack of All Trades with Bruce Campbell and Cleopatra 2525. Now, Cleo's name might be in the title, but make no mistake, Gina Torres Hell is the star of the show, so it's a Gina Torres vehicle through and through. She even sings the theme song, a spin on the 1969 song, In the Year 2525 by Zager and Evans. Unfortunately, Cleopatra 2525 wasn't the hit they had hoped for. It all works on paper. You've got the fish-out-of-water vibe of Farscape, the sexiness of Lex, and some very real stakes tempered with a bit of humor. But it turns out that was also kind of its undoing. 
While it certainly had all those things, it didn't really bring much new to the table. After Jack of All Trades was canceled, Cleopatra 2525 was expanded to fill the hour, which was the final nail in the cryo coffin. A quirky little 30-minute show expanded to fill an hour just made the flaws more obvious. All that being said, it's still a fun watch. It's goofy, it's campy, it's meta, and if nothing else, it laid the groundwork for Firefly, which was also way too short-lived, but we'll get into that another time. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for January 17th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.